You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Patriots, I am sitting in for Scott Beeson in Birmingham, Alabama, YDE radio show, and my best friend calls in the radio show and we talk about is America done? Are we on the verge of being eliminated? And it is possible. And the reason it's possible, just like Colonel Shane Conrad is going to tell us, is because the family unit is being destroyed by the communists in our government and the woke society that we live in. But America is not done because there's millions of us that are going to stand up, show up and speak up for America. So listen to this great broadcast with Colonel Shane Conrad, retired U.S. Marine Corps. It's the best of the free life behind us now. Are the good times really over for good? Hello, this is the Gunny. Welcome back to the Scott Beeson Show. And one of these days, I'm going to train old Scott Beeson how to do that. Because I love it. It gets so motivated when I do stuff like that. You know, being a Marine is just, it's one of the best things I ever did in my life. It was the hardest, hardest thing, but it was one of the best things. And our government, our society, I Nation, trains and creates Marines. So that's a good thing, isn't it? So, as long as we have Marines, maybe we're not going downhill like a snowball hit of a hill, right? That's what I believe. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the other services. Obviously, everybody has a mission, the Navy, the Army, but we all have one big gigantic mission, and that is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And that's what it's all about. But I want you to... I want to read something real quick before I bring my awesome friend, long, long time friend on the show here real quick. This is from an article that is written in founding.com and it's about the founding fathers and articles. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. And we talked about that. Government is a manly thing. It's men controlling men. But this is very important to understand this. 
When people set up a government, they must give up some of the power. Listen, some of the power they had in the state of nature, which we talked about earlier today, which is the true unenalable rights that we have, the nature that God created us. For example, one gives up the right to punish wrongdoers and gives that right to the government. In other words, if somebody harms you, does damage to you, whatever, not saying you can't self-defend yourself, but it is the responsibility of the government to rightfully and justfully provide punishment to that wrongdoer. Again, this is based on natural rights. In this sense, one surrenders some of the natural right to liberty, But in another sense, the right to liberty is unalienable, meaning that one never gives it up at all. So even though you have, there's a point where you're completely free and supposed to be completely free. So there's that balance that we're talking about. That is, no one rightfully assigns to a government absolute authority over his freedom of action, and no one rightfully gives up his ultimate right to revolt against a tyrannical government. One surrenders liberty conditionally. Once you surrender your liberty conditionally, in other words, you're agreeing to this, to surrender your liberty, we give some of it to the government on the condition that the government secures our rights. So if that's the foundation, then we can see and feel and understand why it's going downhill. I want to introduce a, a, a an awesome friend. We've been together for years. Did a lot of NASCAR races together. We're in the Marine Corps together. Didn't serve in the same units, unfortunately, but we were in at the same time. And his name is Colonel Shane Conrad. Colonel, how you doing? Doing good, bud. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I am on the radio for the first time in Alabama, <laughs> and it was just just absolutely amazing. Yeah, what I feel like I'm doing is I feel like I'm sitting here, and my producer here, his name is Josh, I think, right? Yep. But that's not what he goes by. He goes by LT. Now, how much <laughs> better can that get, Shane? I have LT. You know, pushing all the buttons and doing the sound, and you know, telling me. I, I was actually going to compliment you on your screener. He was uh, he was pretty awesome to talk to. He's taking care of business back there. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. He's a great guy. So, but it's I feel like I'm just sitting in my house, and when guests come on, you know, you might as well be sitting in the chair next to me. It's absolutely amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> so, so you're on you're on God and country down in God's country. Absolutely. So, uh, can it get any better than that? I don't yeah, think you so. You know, I I, uh, I I started traveling down to Huntsville, Alabama, for work uh, some years ago, towards the end of my Marine Corps career, for various reasons, and, and I still do. And man, I'll tell you, I was uh, I was blown away by the people in Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. how uh, how kind, godly, patriotic they are. Uh, great, great state. Love it. It is. It's. Um, uh, I, I I always wanted to tell people about my, kind of my history. I'm take just two minutes here. Because I didn't know this. 
but my wife and I were traveling through Alabama. We were going to look at a house in Tennessee. My car broke down in Bessemer, had to get a, 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 a loaner, and we stuck that weekend. And then eventually we went up to, we went up to um, Collinsville, and there was a house on the hill there that we just wanted to go look at. We didn't really think we were going to buy it, but we loved it. So we ended up buying this house in Collinsville, Alabama, which is absolutely a wonderful place right right on Sand Mountain and Lookout Mountain in the valley. That's my backyard. Twenty, You basically go out 20 yards and you drop down a cliff into the valley. It's awesome. Anyway, the reason I say that is this. A couple of years ago, I had found out from my mom that my dad and my grandfather was born in Bessemer, Alabama. Oh, ain't that amazing? So what I think, Shane, is I think I'm home. I do. I think I made it back home. Well, you know, God has a plan for all of us, and maybe that was his plan for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so the, what we've been talking about today is basically, uh, our, you know, our situation. You know, are we really kind of headed to a, a direction that we can't turn around or – you know, it's just it's just going down so fast mm-hmm. that we just can't back it up. How long do I have? Do I have like three hours? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Hey, you got all the time you need. You got from now to the the show ends at noon. That's all I can tell you. One o'clock your time. So, old, old old LT when I was on hold, he said, "Hey, you're going to hear a Merle Haggard song, and when you when you hear that, we're going to be cutting over the car." <laughs> Merle Haggard, I, I like Merle Haggard. Hell. And then I heard that song, and the funny thing is about that song is I've got that on a playlist uh, down in my gun room, and when I'm down there reloading <laughs> or whatever, I, that song always comes on. Every time that song comes on, you know, I, I stop and, and think. And, yes. and you, you know how it is. When, yeah. you, when you get you know, yeah. in your 50s and you've got your whole life behind you now and, and you, you start thinking about, you know, what things were like you know, years ago and how simple things were and how family seemed closer. And we didn't seem to have the issues we've got now. And, and in reality, you know, we had, we've had problems ever since this country was formed for obvious reasons. I mean, it's, it's tough work keeping a democracy, uh, uh, you know, in check. But, you know, to, to your point and to Merle's point in that song, I, I honestly, Bud, I think you can look at all the things that we see going on today uh, government, military, family, social issues, what, what have you. And and you can sum it up in, in one statement. And, and I'm, I probably bend the nose of some people saying this, but I think that America's lost its moral compass, and I think we've forgotten who we answer to. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, Amen, brother. You, you know, the, the, the bullet points that might go along with a, with a tagline like that are, are many. I mean, I, I think I could talk for hours on this, but, <laughs> I mean, just, just some of the highlights. Uh you know, in my opinion, I, I think we've we've turned away from God as a society. We've we've allowed ourselves to be deceived into into thinking things like our our, our kids don't need supervision, that that man's laws are more important than God's, right. that there's free flowing and morality is defined by social media. Uh, we've turned a blind eye to justice and accountability. I mean, when did you ever think? that you would live to see our cities on fire and see the, the level of corruption that's, that's going on now with political officials and otherwise and marry a person 
uh, standing before a judge and, and paying a penalty for what they've done. If that were you or I, we'd be thrown, you know, put behind bars and the keys would be thrown away. Yep. You know, yep. We've, we, we've been fooled into thinking that America first is a bad thing. I mean, America first. How could America first ever be a bad thing? I mean, as you and I sit here today, we, you know, my, my little boy, my, my wife homeschooled my, my younger kids, and uh, my 10-year-old is, uh, you know, in history right now, and he's, he's, you know, looking at the Revolutionary War and the causes of it. And, you know, he was asking me about taxes and the Boston Tea Party, and, and he scratched his head after I said that, and he said, well, don't we get taxed today? And I said, well, yeah, son, we do. And he goes, well, we must get taxed less then, and we're okay with it. And I said, no, I said, we're, we're taxed to death, son. And he said, well, why aren't we throwing tea in the harbor now? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't think throwing tea in the harbor is going to fix anything. But, but the bottom line is, you know, a 10-year-old, it's not lost on him. You know, we, we are taxed to death, and we've got a representative government sitting in D.C., and, and, and because of that, we're okay with it because we think they're smarter than us. Well, I got news for, for your listeners. They're not smarter than us. They work for us. And there's a whole lot of incompetence and ignorance in Washington, D.C., probably more than I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's shocking to me. Uh, you know, the American family, you know, don't get me started on that. I, I think the American family's in decline. You know, we've, you, know you look up here in, uh, in, in northern Virginia area, we've got parents giving 10-year-olds drugs to stop them from going into puberty so they can facilitate gender reassignment at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. You know, parents aren't, aren't accountable for their children and, and you know, what's, what's allowed to be acceptable by any sane measure. And that's not me having a 1950s mentality. It's me looking at the landscape and going, man, what is going on? I mean, our, our kids have no respect in the schools. They're ignorant of what good values are. There's no parental oversight. And we, we walk around and we say, oh, you know, it takes a village no, it doesn't take a village, folks. It takes a responsible parent, and that's the responsibility that God gave to us as mothers and fathers. And, you know, you could open the book of Ephesians and, and, and read multiple chapters on that. Our, our, our government and our military is more corrupt, less transparent, less capable than it's ever been in history. And you know how I know that? Because they keep trying to convince us of it every single day in the media. You know, it's... It's, it's like our grandfathers used to say, that if it looks like crap, smells like crap, and tastes like crap, guess what, son? It's, it's probably crap. Yep. And we keep learning those same lessons over and over again. And I, I don't know if it's that we lack the wisdom to do anything about it or, or we don't want to do anything about it, but we keep going from one crisis to the next. You know, the government keeps popping smoke screens to take our, our eyes off the last circus while another one unfolds. And it doesn't matter uh, whether it's... Uh, Affordable Care Act, laptops, uranium, government pay-for-play, political hit jobs that make Watergate look like kindergarten games, <laughs> fake insurrection narratives. I mean, you, you name it. Uh, it it's, 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 th there is a deception that is palatable. Can you imagine, bud, what would have happened if Eric Trump had a laptop that pointed to the fact that he accepted millions of dollars from people directly linked to the Chinese Communist Party without any basis for those payments? And, and, and forget about the hookers and the drugs and the guns and the emails about paying the big guy. Can you imagine what would have happened to Donald Trump if he was sitting in office and that would have occurred? Oh, well, just like you were talking about this, you know, it's funny. You said Watergate, right? Mm-hmm. How many people even know what that is? 
I'm well, talking about I, the I'm talking about people that can that have the ability to vote, right? To go out yeah. there and make a change. And the reason I'm saying that is they they the education system is working very hard to erase all the things that would have been used to educate people and to not doing it again. And that's 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 one of the examples. I'm not, you know, I thought it was absolutely treasonous what they did. Yeah. And, and yeah, we're, I mean, now they're just doing it again, but they're just doing it from the other side. Yeah, there, there's no doubt our, our education institutions, and don't get me wrong, there are good teachers, and I mean real yes, good teachers absolutely. out there. There, there, are, there are teachers out there that bust their humps every day, and they have the best interests of our children and their education in mind, but there are some some school districts and some education systems, and, and don't get me started on our colleges and universities. Yep. Hey but, Shane, yeah. uh, we're gonna have to take we're gonna have to take a break here. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, just, oh, you just hang just hang on, and we'll be right back in I don't know what three five minutes at the most. So we'll talk we'll talk to you right back. All right, sir. Thank you. In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet Welcome back This is the Gunny And I have one of my bestest, bestest, bestest Friends and fellow Marine Colonel Shane Conrad On the show with us today And we're talking about Well before the break, where Shane was telling us about the education system and great teachers, and, and it's true. And there's one, Shane, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember what the county was in Virginia, that she went to the school board and told them what she had seen in as a teacher that was going on in the school and resigned right there, right there on the spot, said, I cannot be a teacher because... It's I'm. It's in my heart to be a good teacher, and I can't do that yep. with the, with these kids. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, and La- Loudoun County has been kind of ground zero uh, for all the uh, ed- education issues involving critical race theory and and uh, transgender rights. Uh, it, it's if you've been following the news closely, we uh, we had a one particular school system here that had a. Uh, transgender young man uh, attack a girl in a bathroom, uh, so he sexually assaulted her. Uh, the school district covered it up and didn't disclose it. Uh, that one, that particular incident, uh, resulted in a father going before a school board meeting publicly, and you can imagine what you or I would do as a father uh, wanting to talk to that school board. And, and he uh, he raised his voice in the school board meeting, and uh, they had him arrested, had him tackled in front of the crowd by uh, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Department and uh, put him in handcuffs and drug him out. But uh, it, it's uh, the tide is turning up here. Uh, I won't say that it's gotten, uh, it's gotten fixed yet, 
but uh, parents are waking up, and parents are waking up on both sides of the aisle. It's not just a uh, Republican issue, right, or, right. or it's it's on both sides, and and parents need to wake up. Parents need to wake up. They need to take the power back as, as parents. They need to be accountable for their kids mm-hmm. and their kids' education and how their kids dress and talk and walk and, and how they end up serving society. Uh, parents have got to get involved in their kids' lives, uh, period. There's just no substitute for that. Well, what about the, the one, I, she may have been in Virginia too, where she sued the school education system, whoever it was, because they purposely m- made his or her daughter transition to a guy, and she didn't even know it was happening. That's that's terrible. That 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 the education system has that kind of power. There's been uh, there's been a couple cases up here of uh, teachers in the lower grades, uh, particularly talking to children about things like uh, gender reassignment and different things like that. Quite frankly, that is exactly where why, why you're seeing that uh, that bill in Florida that is being protested so vehemently because, you know, Ron DeSantis put that bill out. And, oh, by the way, for anybody interested or anybody that uh, calls it the, uh, you know, don't say gay uh, policy, mm-hmm. I invite you. Uh, it's, pu- it's public uh, it's public knowledge. It's out there in the, uh, uh, in the Internet. You can take a look at it. The word gay is not mentioned anywhere in that bill. But what that bill does do is it, pre- it prevents people from talking to our children in kindergarten, first grade, uh, you know, the lower grades, about that stuff. The, the children don't need to hear that at that age. Not, not to mention, if, if, they, if they do need to hear it, it shouldn't be coming from a kindergarten teacher. It should be coming from their parents. Yep, I, I totally agree. Shane, don't go away. We've got 30 more minutes to talk about this. We want to hear more about uh, you know, what's happening and, and what we can do about it and, and get there. Try to get there or get back to some kind of natural foundation. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Scott Beeson show. He's out doing vacation, which he probably deserves. I, this is my first time doing this, and I can imagine doing it seven days a week, having a great time. But I guess you got to have days where you do something different, and that's what Scott Beeson's doing today. And he has blessed me very much so to be able to come in his spot which the you know the seat that i'm sitting in is you know it's huge it's scott beeson seat and i tell you i can't even come close to filling it uh, there ain't no way but anyway i'm glad i have shane conrad on the line but also shane before we continue we have a guy named clark that he says he was a marine sniper so i think i'm going to bring him on with you and we're going to discuss clark how you doing i'm great yourself sir i'm doing good thank you so much for calling oh yeah 
Well, I've heard you on with Scott several times and uh, just never have been able to call while you were on. So when gotcha. were you in? Who were you with? I was in January 21st of 1982, and my first unit was Alpha Company 3rd Tank Battalion, 29 Palms, California. Oh, wow. And then okay. after I did almost two and a half years as a tanker, and then when I went to re-enlist, because I wanted to be in the aviation field. I wanted to be a jet image, engine mechanic. And, of course, my recruiter said, well, your scores ain't good enough, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So I went to the career planner and said, I want to re-enlist, but I don't want to stay in tanks. I love tanks, but I had a hard time with some of the guys, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah. a couple bubbles off, and you know what a bubble is. <laughs> so the point is, is I went to re-enlist, got my record book, showed it to the career planner. He reached over, grabbed the MOS manual, and he threw it down. He said, pick a job. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, dude, you're a rocket scientist. You can do whatever you want in the Marine Corps. I'm going, what are you telling me? <laughs> so oh, wow. the reason is I came in right after Vietnam, and they were – you know, filling in all the spots where the people in Vietnam got out. So to give yeah. you an example, we there's there's five people per tank. I mean, there's four people per tank, five tanks per, per platoon, and three platoons plus the CO and XO in a tank company. And when I got there, we had less than half the people to fill that platoon. That's how bad it was. Anyway. Well, I went to- 79 and was in until 83 uh when i got back from beirut ieas yes. and went to auburn oh uh, so yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying about the to yeah it was uh i don't know i don't want to say a, a nader but uh yeah a few years post vietnam uh the marine corps had to restructure a little bit yep well, Clark, I'm gonna bring Shane back. Um, and look, we're gonna we're gonna get together eventually. You know, uh, I can get my uh, email and stuff to you, uh, and then uh, we can arrange to come on the show together or just catch up. I would like to hear more about your experience and and go from there. All right. Well, you you bring the colonel back on, and if I can add anything, I will. Absolutely. Shane, are you there? I am. All right, sir. Where were we at? I think we were still talking about the education system and teachers and, you know, all that yeah, good stuff. I, I'm, I'm still laughing during the break about that Snowflake Johnson. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. But anyway, yeah, we, we were talking about the education system and some of the stuff going on up here in uh, Virginia and also the reason for the uh, – the law that Governor DeSantis uh, signed into in the water uh, down there in Florida, but th- there's no doubt. You know, I, I think we've known for a long time that our education system was uh, was in trouble. Uh, I, I, I think uh, parents and, and man, I'm telling you, I, I you might get some hate mail here. People are probably tired of hearing me rail against parents, uh, but I am one, and I've made about every mistake yeah, that a father yeah, and a husband absolutely. can make. Same here. Uh, so, so I, I know from experience, and, and we've we've uh, we've given the dog too much leash, and uh, we we got to rein it back in, and we've 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 got to we got to make hard choices as parents, and uh, that goes for you know wh- whether we're electing political officials, uh, whether we're raising our kids, 
you know, we, we've just got to be willing to make hard choices. And, and hard, hard choices, I'll tell you, they're, they're anathema in our society today. Right. You know, everybody's right. worried that, well, I'm, I'm going to disappoint this one or that, or that one. Well, I, I got news for you. You're, somebody's always going to be disappointed. But we've got to make hard choices, and, and we've got to do the right thing, the right thing for our families, the right thing in line with God, the right thing for our country. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, I know we haven't gotten into it yet, but, uh, you know, I was talking earlier about us, us losing our moral compass and, and forgetting who we answer to. Right. You know, as, as Marines, uh, and, and I believe you said, I could barely hear Clark, but uh, he, he's a Marine, correct? Yes, Okay, so so as Marines, we we are absolutely hammered with the principle from the first day we step in those yellow footprints mm-hmm. that uh, you know we are there to take care of one another, the man on your left and right, and and as leaders, we we take care of our Marines first. You know, we make sure they're taken care of. They eat first. They 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 get everything first before us. I think the Marine Corps is probably one of the only services that 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 do that, but. If you look across the landscape of our military today, and again, I don't want to impugn all of our leadership because there there are still good leaders out there, but what we saw on display a few months back with the Afghanistan withdrawal and the way we conducted ourselves, uh, I, I was I was disgusted on, on that day. I, I was disgusted to to see that we cared more about transgender military policies than we did ensuring the safety and security of our deployed men and women. And I'm here to tell you. Uh, we could have avoided that tragedy in Afghanistan, uh, yep. and, and, and we didn't. Well, and, the, and nobody accountability for it. No, absolutely. And, you know, this new world order thing, right, that people are talking about, and the, and the World Economic Forum and the dark side, or what's it called, the deep state and all that. And people say, well, that's not true. Well, I would agree to a certain point, but there's an organization called Hillsdale's College, Hillsdale College, Mm -hmm. and they do this in prison article that comes out. I think it's twice a month or maybe once a month, but it's free. doesn't cost you a dime. You just sign up for it. And they have this a big think tank. I'm sure you probably know about them. But the reason I'm bringing them up is I read an article that this professor wrote about the Great Reset. And when I was done with that article, I was absolutely convinced in my soul, in my heart, that the the world, the actual world around us, the, the countries around us are trying and succeeding in destroying this country. I didn't want to believe that, but I believe that now. I believe that they they have infiltrated into every aspect from political to education to train, you know, running trains and and supply systems and all that stuff to to push us towards that Marxism. There's there's no doubt. I mean, and, and you know, here's one thing. That, that people have to have to understand and they, they've got to get attuned to. All of this stuff is happening out in the open. I mean, you, you, can, you can't hide from video and, and, uh, and, and audio. I mean, we've got more stuff archived than we know what to do with. But 
uh, all, all of this, all of these statements have been made in public. Uh, you know, some of the thinking uh, that these these world leaders have, the idea of a of a one world government and a global currency, the erosion of the gold standard. You know, all all, all of these things have been out in the open for years, and we hear them and we think they're crazy. But hey, you know. Uh, Billy's got uh, little league practice tonight. I got to work overtime. Mama's pregnant with our fourth child. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got to figure out. You know, I'm going to take care of the farm, and, uh, and 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 we and we march on. Uh, and the people that are trying to destroy this country, they don't take breaks. All they all they do is they they retreat, they reconstitute their forces, figure out where their next attack is going to be, and they come back at us again. And uh, you, you can you can go all the way back uh, post World War One, uh, and, and I can give you example after example after example of this. And, and uh, it's it's not going to end. And the only thing that's that's keeping that at bay are the people that are listening to your radio show right now, because it's 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 not our government. Our government has a different agenda. And I'd argue with anybody any day of the week, and I'd defend my position on that. Uh, there are there they they are they are largely for the most part, uh, not interested in what is good for middle America and what is good for our families and what is good for our children's future. No, absolutely not. Um, and the, the center of what we're talking about, Shane, is called the family. Amen. They're, yep. they're, they're, they are producing the individuality, self-centered mentality across the globe and the only way you can control those kind of people in that environment is you have to have a massive government to do what to surveil them and make sure that they're you know walking in a straight line because you don't have a family to keep them all together right to have that's right to have the foundation so they have to develop this electronic surveying systems and, and all that so the little puppets the little people can be guided in their daily lives where that was normally done by what parents right mm-hmm. people people yep. took care of people and then you had parents and a family and then you had a community and you had, you had a neighborhood and they all knew that and if if johnny was doing some bad things with their their children you went over and had a talk with them you didn't just mm-hmm. call up the police department and go, come arrest this guy. You took care of business, if you know what I mean. I, I know I've seen it firsthand when I was growing up. You know, those kind of things. Um, and you, you learn from each other. You learn from the communities. You learn from other people's mistakes, too. You may not have made that mistake on whether it's raising kids or making the wrong decision on the type of car that you buy or whatever. But you learn that from somebody else, and they say, "Hey, don't don't buy this car." Mm-hmm. But individualism mm-hmm. is not like that. Individual, they don't listen to each other. They don't communicate, other than throwing memes and all that stuff across the airways. Instead, yeah. instead they, you know, it's just it's sad to see a, so many people just be individuals and thinking that, like you're talking about. They're saying a family, you know, two women, two men having kids. No, that's not a family. That is human beings being put together into a structure 
that is doomed to fail from day one. That's just my opinion. Certainly. I mean, the, the togetherness of our families and our society, uh, that's our center of gravity. I mean, th- think about using a Marine Corps example. Remember, remember what it was like when you got to boot camp. You're, you're throwing together a bunch of dudes from every background, rich, poor, city, country, black, white, Hispanic. It doesn't matter. Every, every color, every location, they're, they're all cramped together. And what happens? You put those guys together, and, and there are people uh, that aren't going to get along, and uh, they immediately have, have troubles with one another. But what happens throughout the course of boot camp? You're all eating the same dirt. You're yep. all sweating and bleeding and doing the same thing, and it draws us together. And by the end of basic training, you got a group of men that would rip gnaw off their arm and give it to their buddy uh, to, to save their buddy's life. Absolutely. And if you take that example and you expand it uh, across society and, and look at this country and what has always made it strong, it, it's it's our bond. It's it's our shared sacrifice. Correct. We, we all are cut from the same fabric. We we all have the same you know uh, you know the, the the family unit is the building block, the very center of gravity. And if, if you know anything about warfare, what do you always do to your enemy? You what, what, you find out where their strengths are mm-hmm. and, you, and their weaknesses, and you and you pit your strengths against their weaknesses. You you attack their center of gravity. You try to divide it because that's the only way you can defeat your enemy is if you attack their center of gravity and divide it. And and that's what we're seeing right now. I mean, that that is why you are seeing the media pounded into our heads day in and day out that we're racist, that we're homophobic, that we hate women, that the rich should hate the poor, blacks and whites should hate one another, that uh, 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 you know the haves and the have-nots should square off, the the gun owners and 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 those that don't like guns should hate one another. It, it's all about hate. We so hate, and we're allowing the media. And, and the power brokers in this country to so hate among us a, a society that largely loves each other and 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 is patriotic and loves our country and loves our God and 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 looks past color and money and uh, all, all of those things that uh, that they're telling us we should hate each other for and we've seen this before we've seen it before and we've beat it before the difference is you know back in in, in the 1800s. That was coming from within. Now it, it's it's coming from you know above and outside, and and the threat has got to be we, we've we've got to get smart, and we've got to look past it, and we've got to come together as a people, and uh, we've, we've we've just got to stop this in its tracks because if they if we let ourselves get divided, uh, we let the family get broken apart. Uh, we continue to turn away from God the way we have and abandon, yep. you know, good values and morals and accountability. Uh, you know, like Merle said, are the good times over? Well, they're not over yet, uh, but we're moving towards uh, a time when we're not going to be able to recover. And I can I, I can tell you, we can be sure of one thing. If we sit on our thumbs and do nothing, then we will lose this country. Yep, absolutely. Well, brother, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I, I love you dearly. And I always have always taken your advice. You have taught me lots of things about life, being a leader, and just doing what we got to do. So, thank you so much, Shane. Yep. Hey, we'll get back. We'll get you back on the show and keep going. Like I said, I'm like you. We could talk for six hours. So, yeah, I, I love you too, brother. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Scott. Thank you to LT and and, and your listeners. Uh, 
do hard things, folks, in uh, Matthew 7, 13, and 14. Yes, Look sir. Verses. Have Seven a great five. one, Shane. We'll talk to you later. And we'll be right back. That was my absolute best friend and comrade in arms, Colonel Shane Conrad, that explains to us that the family is the foundation that the founding fathers understood through the natural law of God. And we have gone so far as a country in forgetting what God has presented and produced in America. No other country on the face of the earth has provided more freedom, not just for Americans, but for the world. And understanding that the world is evil because it is controlled by men. And God is the only one that we must look up to to be able to have any kind of ability to live in this world in peace and prosperity. This is the Gunny Out.